1: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Bunker in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. To support your local mediocre internet show, I'm sitting in my bunker, sitting over there in the palatial Dave Campbell's Texas football worldwide headquarters. I need to keep adding, like, adjectives to our headquarters. (laughs) Um, Running the show, she is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley.
0: Hello. Yeah, it's going to end up being, like, a 30-minute show of you describing our office. That is, like... Yeah, a really year... cool office, but not, like, sci-fi, nice Apple-looking. Oh, it's definitely a definitely a good office. But a 30-minute-long title yeah. might be pushing it just a little. Yeah,
1: check a year from now <laughs> when we've got, like, this long, long <laughs> diatribe of, of what our thing is. Uh, are you feeling better?
0: I am. Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah. Good. I, I did guess not I check can... in on you like a bad boss, but...
0: Yeah, I guess I can kind of pull back the curtain there. Um, I, as well, got my first round of the COVID vaccine on Wednesday (laughs) afternoon, so yeah. Um, I was definitely showing some side effects, though. It sounds like none of the rest of y'all did. I got hit a little hard with it, but one day of some bad side effects is a lot better than a a deadly disease. So I still recommend it. You can survive the side effects.
1: But here's and here's the difference because I've heard this differently because you're you're on uh you're on uh the you're in the Pfizer fam,
0: Mm-hmm. represent me.
1: I'm a club. I'm club. I'm club Moderna. Mm-hmm. And so from what I heard, the first one is rougher on the Pfizer, but the second one is rougher for Club Moderna. That's what I've heard.
0: Yeah, that seems to be what i have heard as well and also from what i've heard and we were talking with some people in the office most of the people who got the pfizer that heard of people had some pretty severe side effects tended to be more along Mm -hmm. the lines of women so maybe that's something too i don't know that was something that got brought up to me after i kind of just and that's just out of polling people that i know but you know again 24 hours of some poopy side effects is a lot better than catching the rona so you'll survive i still highly recommend it one more to go yeah
1: all i had was i had i had sore arm i had i had i had i had tender arm for about i don't know a day but then you know it's i don't know but i always get whenever i get like a flu shot i always have like it always hurts the next day anyway so yeah exactly Today is Friday, March 19th, 2021, 251 days till Thanksgiving, episode 1,129, 1129, the number of at-bats for Mike Lamb in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we are going to all say this first. Can we put the text line up? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 972-532-6665, damn okay 972-532-monk. Uh, We are going to do our helpful Honda mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all of that fun stuff. Uh, We will have that coming up here at the back half of the program. But first, Pickle, we have a very big guest for Big Guest Thursday. Um, But before we do that, do we have first work through the door?
0: We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Aaron Flynn, Tony Blaylock, and Andrew Christensen. Welcome in, fellas.
1: Hello, friends. Okie dokie. Our big guest for Big Guest Thursday. Uh, we, I had the opportunity earlier this week to speak with the head coach of a uh, team that kind of rocked the nation uh, oh. in the FCS ranks last week. When Sam Houston put an absolute whooping. And I say that with a whooping. points
0: by halftime. <laughs>
1: On uh, number, I believe they're number nine or number, I know number that seven. Sam Houston is now number seven. Yeah, they were number they seven, were so they traded places with them. Yeah, and now Sam Houston's number seven after hammering uh, Nichols last week. Uh, and uh, we spoke, or I spoke with their uh, head coach, Casey Keeler, uh, to hear all about the Bearcats and where they are heading. Here's my conversation for Big Guest Thursday with Sam Houston coach, Casey Keeler, from Texas football team and in our off season i suppose uh, booking the biggest guests that we can find although it is hardly the off season it's the thick of it thick of the season for our guest today we're joined by the head coach at sam houston coach casey keeler coach how are you yeah spring break <laughs> and,
2: uh, but it, it's, it reminds you spring break last year We came back and since I had traveled, I wasn't allowed on campus and we sent all of our kids home. And so that's when the whole thing started was for us really was a a year ago when the decision was made that they're pulling the plug on in-person classes and no more spring practice. And, and, uh, yeah. And now a year later, we're
1: playing a spring season. Who would have thought it? Uh, is it safe to say that this is the, uh, strangest, uh, season of your career? Well, for many
2: reasons. I mean, for the pandemic, obviously. Uh, and then you throw a historic weather storm in there that for four days, um, we found a, a, a friend of the, the program that had a well. So we actually could get fresh water to our players so they could drink, we had no water. And um, we had no heat, no electricity. I was, you know, I was getting reports that our guys were in apartments and it was like 32, 33 degrees in the apartments because uh, there's no heat, no electricity. Uh, and then even the fast food places were shut down. I mean, there was no food to be found. So, you know, the coaches chipped together and we got made, got made soup for them and sandwiches. And so all this stuff is, is things that, that I see them as opportunities. You know, I think a lot of people look at, at them as challenges. To me, this is a great way to bring a team together. Um, you know, it, it took three days for us to, to uh, dig our, uh, our, our field out. You know, we, we, we didn't get our field dug out till Friday. And if we wouldn't have started digging three days earlier, we would have never got, we probably would have been, you know, a full week or, or longer till we would have out on the practice field. So all those things, I think they just bring a team together. And as we were talking earlier, you know, without having a facility and without having a locker room, you really have seen the kids just embrace the fact that we get a chance to be together. We get a chance to play football. And, you know, COVID has been hard. And they know that, they go to school they play football and they hang out with their roommates not their teammates which is so strange because they can't hang out with their teammates because if there's a test and then we have contact tracing you could you know look what's going on with James Madison right now you know they're they're not going to play two ball games because of contact tracing for a whole group, so yeah, there's been some unique challenges, and but I, I I see these as opportunities, and I really think it's brought our team very close together. We've been in, we've been in some close ball games early on, especially uh, you know, the first game was obviously a close one all the way through. Uh, second one, the first quarter they punched us in the mouth pretty good. Our kids didn't panic at all. There was not boo from the sideline. It just was let's go play the next play, and again I think not playing for 450 days or whatever it's been has really been one of those aha moments where it's like we just love to play this game and let's just go play
1: and so coach obviously you guys waited a long time to play in the spring and and i know you've learned a lot about your team during that time um i want to go back to last week where you guys welcome in a top 10 team in in the nation in nickels and um well you win in a pretty big way uh i'm 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 interested from from your perspective maybe what you learned about your team last week and what was a, at the very least, a pretty eye-opening experience for a lot of folks around the nation.
2: Well, yeah, you know, Nichols is a good football team, and we knew that. And they came out, and, and I told our guys in a championship bout, you're going to take some punches. And, and they threw some haymakers at us early, you know. Eric was on COVID protocol for a week, so he hadn't practiced till Tuesday. And I think you could see that a little bit early in the game where he made a bad read-it-through interception. And, you know, led to a score. And then we had our first-team All-American punter hit a bad punt with the wind to his back. and gave him good field position, and we kind of made a defensive play. And, you know, the whole thing was about just, like, don't worry about, like, what the final destination is. Let's just play the next play. And our kids did a great job doing that. And then we caught fire. And, you know, we're, we're pretty explosive offensively. We really have some pretty athletic kids and pretty dynamic kids. And so you really can't, like lock down or decide that you're gonna put your attention on one or spot or the other. You do a lot of misdirection uh, and all of a sudden you see guys sneaking out of the backfield or you you get guys in behind people and Eric does a great job of, of making you pay when you make a mistake. The other thing that Eric does such a great job of is you we know, we were down and I said earlier, you know, like three or four offensive linemen, depends what part of the game it was. You know, we went into the game without three starting offensive linemen and lost colby thomas for a period of time and but eric does such a good job of moving around the pocket subtly and just extends that play for that extra quarter of a second or half a second and that allows him to make those plays downfield um so yeah we 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 have a pretty good team and and you know we knew nichols we beat nichols last year at our place you know shut him out we knew that was, you know, a game that they had marked on the calendar, you know, low revenge game, and they came out throwing haymakers at us, and we just kind of settled in, and then from there, you know, we, we got them to call, you know, make some make some mistakes, and then it kind of steamrolled on them. Um, but yeah, we we again to put seventy one up on a on a good
1: football team is pretty impressive. Well, and maybe, you know, one of the things I've, I've mentioned to, to folks is, is I feel like because of the gaudy numbers and obviously Eric Schmidt your quarterback, had a great game and, and, and the offense was really lighting it up. That might overshadow what feels like a really solid defensive effort from yeah. you guys. That's a that's a Nichols team that especially running the ball is extremely dangerous. And you guys have were able to shut them down. You're a defensive guy. What have you seen from your defense so far this season?
2: Well, you know, we felt up front, we had as good as anybody in the country. You know, Trace Mascara is as good a football player as I've ever coached. You know, Joe Wallace is just a beast. Jahari Kay has probably been the most dominant of all of them. And he's the guy who wasn't the all-conference guy. Javon Leon was freshman All-American. So you have all these guys with all these, you know, gaudy numbers and these accolades. And then Jahari Kay has played properly as an All-American. So you put that all together, um, you have some ability to play some three-man line because, you know, we have some pretty good linebackers that we can put kind of in the jack position. Uh, Markel Perry is the perfect jack linebacker. You can put him down, you can press him back. And then we've gotten some really good linebacker play. You know, I think people were surprised about that because, you know, we graduated our two captains who were both linebackers. But uh, Trevor Williams uh, has been just lights out. You know, you can't miss him. He's all about five foot nine. Uh, We call him the Field Mouse, and he's just all over the field, and uh, um, that defensive line gives him a lot of opportunities. And then Quentin Brown, um, it's been a little bit of a surprise, quite honestly. A guy we got from Tulane, started off a little slow in a scrimmage, and then it was like, Quentin, you got to pull the trigger. I mean, you you guys got to go. You know, just let it fly. And he made a play in the Southeast Louisiana game on a third and seven, That could have made it their game, and he makes a big play, and then we get the fourth down stop the next play, and he's played really, really well. So we feel really good about that front seven. Big thing for us last week was we got Jalen Thomas back, and you know Jalen I think is one of the best football players that I've ever coached, and what he brings to the team is not only a guy who can play nickel or play corner or could play safety, but his intensity. And just all those intangible things, his energy level. I mean, like we could, you could tell we missed him last week. You know, he's one ball player, but he does more than just play play football. He also brings an energy level, an intensity level, level, and an accountability level that is really high. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought our defense played like I thought it was going to play this year, and then you can see offensively we have some pretty good weapons and. Yeah, you know, we can be, we can be dangerous.
1: Uh, you guys are now up to number seven in the uh, the FCS rankings, which I know you keep a close eye on and you're putting a lot of <laughs> stock into and stuff right. like that. Um, but you are a guy who, look, you've taken uh, three teams to, to, to national semifinals. You've won a pair of Southland Conference. Titles. You've been around great teams. Right. Do you have a feeling yet as to how this team may compare with some of those great Sam Houston teams we've seen in the past?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I've been a head football coach 27 years and 13 of my teams have been in the final four in the country. So almost 50% of every season I play, I have gotten a team to the final four. This team is as talented as any. And when you have a guy like Eric Schmidt as your trigger guy, you always feel you can score points because there's just so many things you can do with him. And Ryan Cardy, the reason I hired Ryan Cardy, Ryan, Ryan played for me at Delaware. He's actually Joe Flacco's backup. He had been in New Hampshire for about 12 years. I tried to hire him three other times and my my vision of what he did offensively is what we're doing right now. And we play with some tempo, but it's not like, you know, lights out tempo every single snap. There's also a lot more scheme involved. You see a shift, you see motions, you'll see different formations. Things that I thought we needed to do to get over the hump to win a national championship. And I'm not saying this team is ready to win a national championship. I'm saying that's kind of my mentality. When I go into a season, I'm trying to prepare us to be a national championship team uh, and that's the mindset of our program as i have said to our players a thousand times we won 99 games in 10 years 59 the last six we've been in the final four five of the last 10 years we haven't won a national championship that's really what I, what's off our resume and you know so that's kind of the mindset now that does that mean that you don't prepare for lamar no that means you prepare for lamar Because in in our world, we always talk about football being cumulative. And so to be the best team in the country, you must keep on getting better cumulatively. Because if you don't don't get better in a week, that's that week that could cost you uh, a chance to get in the playoffs, or a chance to win a playoff game, or a chance to win a championship. So there's a pretty good focus level here now with our guys. They know we have a good team, and we just got to keep on working and preparing.
1: Uh, you know, another aspect. Obviously, everything's been turned upside down because of the pandemic, but the recruiting aspect of things has obviously changed significantly. Um, you know, we've we've heard from a, a, not, at the FBS level recruiting uh, and the challenges there. I'm I'm interested uh, what the challenges have been like uh, there at Sam Houston as far as recruiting guys when you know you can't you can't bring them on campus. You can't you know yeah. shake their hand and face face. I know you're a guy who uh, you you do a lot of your work in the living room. You know what I mean. Um, uh, and 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 you can't do that. So how does that right. change your 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 uh, your approach? Well, we, we're blessed to be getting
2: a new facility. So I think having that on our Zoom calls was really good. Uh, you know, we brought in a gentleman, um, Clayton Barnes, who is 99% of his time. It's fo- focused on recruiting. 1% he's doing some operational stuff. But we have some other people doing that. But so he's the one who's setting up all the Zooms and making sure we have the right the right. Uh, you know, presentations and let's put our nutritionist on there. Let's put our strength coach on there. Let's put our academic advisor on there. So here's a really good job of doing all those kind of things. I think what has helped us in recruiting, quite honestly, has been the portal. Because a lot of teams didn't sign big freshman classes this year in our state because they were going to focus on the transfer portal, which opened up so many opportunities for us in terms of our high school class. I mean, you know, now we're not battling against some of those teams that, you know, on paper are not notch above us in terms of, you know, they're FBS and we're FCS. Uh, and, um, you know, if they're not signing high school classes, all of a sudden the players that we might have gone head to head and maybe lost some of those guys, we're now getting those guys. So we thought we had a phenomenal class. Also not playing, we wanted to take advantage of the fact that people were playing and we weren't playing. So we were 24-7 with recruiting. And we signed 20, and we love the guys we signed. We think it's one of the best classes we've ever signed.
1: Um, there's a, other big changes coming to, to, to Sam, and that is, of course, uh, this is your last year in the Southland Conference. You guys are making a move to the WAC. Uh, I know that you and and your athletic director, uh, Bobby Williams, have a very, very tight relationship. Um, and this is a, a big move for, for Sam Houston from, from your perspective as the head football coach. He's going to be going into a new league next year, uh, where, where are you at on the move to the WAC?
2: Well, you know, this was not done um, like willy-nilly. I mean, Bobby put a lot of thought process in, in, into this, a lot of investigating, and I think this got speeded up a little bit faster than any of us wanted to. I think we, we were trying to, you know, very do our due diligence and, but you know, word got out and, and all of a sudden there's a Freedom of Information Act and then it's it seen that we we're in conversations with the WAC. And this is what I told Bobby very early on, listen. I trust you. You tell me this is a good move. It's a good move. Don't worry about, you know, any input from me because, quite honestly, I'm gonna put. I'm, I have other things to do with, you know, what, everything going on with trying to get ready for a season and recruiting and all those things. And I just put it in I think long term, this is an amazing opportunity for Sam Houston. Houston. Short term, the headache was going to be getting a schedule for next year and we put a schedule together. We found uh, a creative way to work with the Atlantic Sun and we brought in Jacksonville State and um, Central Arkansas, who's now gone to the Atlantic Sun and Eastern Kentucky. And now we've paired with them to make a conference for one year uh, so we can have an AQ. So we we work through that challenge, but long-term bringing Southern Utah in, um, the WAC name, I think it's going to be really outstanding for, for Sam Houston, and I think it was the right move.
1: I'm, and finally, Coach, uh, I want to ask you, you know, you mentioned a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago with the, the big winter storm uh, that came through. Uh, you know, you're a, you're a northern guy. You're from Pennsylvania. Uh, you coached in New Jersey. You coached in Delaware. This is your first job back in Texas. Uh, so the winter storm blows through. Did that have you – wistful for the the winter weather is it is, it, is it, that that did it make you miss any of that nonsense no. that had to blow through our state now the
2: f- first person i texted was bobby williams because bobby told me when he hired me you can leave your winter jackets at home you're not going to need them here oh great I guess it's Even matter my first day on the job we canceled school because there was a snow there was snow but my wife was with me. We we're doing the press conference, and when she looks out of the hotel window and she goes, "I see snow," but I don't think they're used to seeing snow. I said, "Why is that?" She said, "There's about a quarter inch, and there's about five kids outside of our room trying to make make a uh, a snowman, with a snow. and with a quarter of an inch of snow." And but they cancel school with a quarter inch, so I, I could tell that it was probably that something that they weren't used to. But that's really kind of the last snow we've seen the, the day I was hired. And then um, seven years later, boy, we got hit pretty good. I mean, we had a busted pipe. I walk out in the garage about seven in the morning and there's a flood taking place in my garage. And so, uh, yeah, not only did the kids get hit, but a lot of our coaches got hit with it, too. But Again, I saw it as an opportunity, great way to bond together. I went out to the, uh, the local uh, hardware store, bought uh, six. The weather is not changing. We have to chip away at this. And then eventually some sun's going to come out and you'll see how this melts. And I was right, and we got a chance to get on the field on Friday. But, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Again, you know, I have a great group here, and it's fun when you go through those challenges together. Uh, I'm excited to play a Lamar team that uh, you look at them, you see them get better every single week, and they're playing really hard. And they came away with a big win on the road against McNeese. Um, So, you know, I think that has, you know, kind of got our guys' attention very focused. And then in the world we live in now, we have to travel the day of the game. We can't stay overnight. So, you know, that's another challenge. So uh, again, and another opportunity. So I'm, I'm excited to play a, a Lamar team that uh, keeps on getting better every week. And, and uh, we'll give you some challenges with running the triple option. So it's not something you see every single day. Uh, then they'll go under center and run it like a Navy and a, or, a, or an army. Uh, so again, that makes you do some other things. So, So, I think that's gotten our attention pretty focused in after a big win over Nichols.
1: He's Casey Keeler. He's the head coach, the number seven Sam Houston uh, Bearcats. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start and uh, best of luck this Saturday. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks. There he is, Casey Keeler, the head coach of the Sam Houston Bearcats, the number seven team in these here United States of America. They travel to Beaumont. Uh, I guess tomorrow, Travel the day of the game. Um, although I'm still in the Beaumont's not too bad, but um, Lamar's trending up. Uh, this game's on ESPN Plus. If you want to watch it tomorrow night, um, you can watch uh, uh, Sam Houston's uh, and Lamar. Uh, and and Lamar's on the come up. They got that big win last week over McNeese, and I think you hear Coach Keeler talking about how they're not they're not overlooking them. Uh, simply because you know this is a program that's that's kind of rebuilding, but uh, right now, I mean, he kind of said it, and and we knew it whenever he signed there uh, out of the Woodlands. But Eric Schmidt has been really, really sharp for them, and uh, a guy who's really helped take them to the next level. And so uh, we appreciate Coach Keeler and his time uh, earlier today, or, or earlier this week, it was wasn't. There.
0: The other cool thing is. Who would have thought that we would be able to have multi-screen going of March Madness and real, actual, live yeah. football? So that's kind of cool. Like, do that while you can, just to say that you've done it, you know? <laughs> yes.
1: You can watch football and basketball at the exact same time. So you the should do that. The other real
0: quick thing from the interview, that one point when you asked him, um, you know, obviously the pandemic <clears throat> has changed a whole lot, and I just laughed because I I wish more than anything that you would have been like, so obviously the Pandy or obviously so, the Rona. <laughs> I wish that you would have done that and just so to see his face. <laughs> We're in a Pandy. Look, look
1: uh, the Rony, the Rony has been problematic. How are you guys? Uh, yeah.
0: Like just said it with we a completely straight face. Straight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just like really deadpan be like you know the 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 has been tough on everybody <laughs> uh, we're texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the lone star state you can follow us on twitter at tctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football and recruiting all across the lone star state Pickle. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. That's the North Texas Honda dealers, ntxhondadealers.com. Go buy a car. That's what I want you to do. That's what me, your trusted football source, is telling you to do. Buy a car from Honda. North Texas Honda dealers. And that leads us into uh, helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. It's Mailbag Mm -hmm. Friday here, courtesy of our good friends at North Texas Honda Dealers. Uh, Let us know in the comments: high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, uh, books, um, the pandy—don't ask about the Um, pandy—things like that. Uh, Whether or not uh, UConn's going to beat Baylor in the Elite Eight. Um, we will we will answer all of those questions for the next ten minutes here on the helpful Honda Mailback Friday. Pickle, do we have any questions?
0: We sure do. <laughs> we'll start off with an easy one here for you. Would you trust Ooh. crawfish from a food truck outside of the Bayou, the Bayou region?
1: So we gotta define that. So are, so so I, I think what the question is probably alluding to is like, would you eat it in Nebraska? And the answer to that is no. But like, is Houston the bayou? I because I'll tell you no, this: I would trust but... it in Houston. Yeah, I would trust it in uh, now. Yeah, how it kind of depends on your sphere um, mm-hmm. of how big, how big, how far from the coast you're willing to go. I would but do it I mean, in Houston. Even here,
0: would you do it here?
1: Yes. Yes. I would in the DFW Metroplex. So mm-hmm. if you want to take... But that's probably as far out as... I would, Like, I wouldn't do it in, like, Abilene.
0: Yeah. Which see, sounds
1: weird. So I would draw a circle, like, a, like, right there. And that's the radius that I would trust Crawfish.
0: See, I'm in... I love Crawfish. Absolutely love it. So I'm in the scope that probably any place in the US that I lived if it was crawfish season and I wanted to have it just once and I knew I wasn't going to be heading down south to actually get some good crawfish I would probably eat it just once Ew. to say that I had it but it's like I wouldn't go searching for it like I'm a lot more I willing to go get it at multiple places but I mean there's seafood everywhere I like crawdad
1: like craw- yeah but not good seafood everywhere yeah I mean I that's feel like kinda it's what we're kind getting at here. Really yeah.
0: hard to, I feel like it's way easier to mess up a piece of fish than it is to mess up crawfish. Like realistically, the <laughs> spices you you put them in the boiler. It's pretty so so. I
1: think you'd be surprised. Uh I would not I would I I would need to see some receipts. Um if I were going to go to a crawfish boil in Milwaukee. Um that's all I'm saying. Like, if I were in Des Moines, where everybody's moving, apparently, if I were in Des Moines and (laughs) they were like, come on over for a crawfish boil, um, I would say, can I see your, can I see, like, some, some, some documentation? Uh, I'm going to need, I'm going to need some identification here for these crawdads. Uh, All right, what's next?
0: If you were to cover, if you were to go to another state to cover high school football, which state would it be?
1: i don't i'll be honest i don't really have an interest in in covering it anywhere else Mm -hmm. um i would probably say mine would be florida i'd probably say yeah maybe but like there's just no passion there Mm -hmm. for florida high school football like it's just just like nobody comes to the game (laughs) Hold that I mean, there's that like if you were like, like if you're OK, Hawaii, like I mean, there you go. I'd, I'd rather do yeah. it in Hawaii. But like <laughs> but as far as quality, I'd probably go to like Ohio or Pennsylvania. Those are probably the closest as far as actual like to me, what what I enjoy about this job is that people are passionate about what we do mm-hmm. um, and people are passionate about this type of stuff. I just don't, like, I think people look at Florida and it's like, yeah, there's fantastic players, but I think they view that as, like, a factory. Mm -hmm. I think that it is, like, like the high school football is very secondary, in my opinion, there. Uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania is probably closer to people actually giving a crap about the team as opposed to where this, is this kid going to sign with Miami? Like, that's, I would say, I would say there. So, yeah, I would say Ohio or Pennsylvania as far as, from like how how much I would enjoy my job, it would probably be there. Louisiana wouldn't be bad either. Louisiana's got they like their high school football. Oh,
0: that so that's a good one. Get you some crawfish too. You kill two birds with one stone.
1: <laughs> that's there you go. Listen, then I don't have to worry about whether or not I I have sufficient crawfish um, verification
0: for all of your crawfish needs. Um, all right, if you had to choose between only watching the bad superhero movies. Or only watching Hallmark movies. Which would you choose? This one's easy. Oof. Load me up with Hallmark movies. If there is one thing that like I have a girly side in, it's movies. I like I love me some rom coms. Absolutely.
1: We watched a rom com the other day. mm mm-hmm. Wife and I. We she watched um it. it's it's uh it's always be my maybe. It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. It's got Ali oh, yeah. Wong and um uh, uh, uh Asian Jim from the yes. office. Um <laughs> um it's uh it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um yeah, I thought it's it was I thought it was funny and, 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 and clever. Um I think I'd take Hallmark movies, I'll be honest. Um because I gotta be honest. Uh, I've I've been saying the word honest too much. I need to be less honest. Um bad right. superhero movies okay. are real bad like they're unwatchable and hallmark movies are mostly bad but they they don't hurt to watch
0: you can also find hallmark movies every now and then that do have like an underlying like sports type theme like you know it might be like a star basketball player but at least you're getting a little bit of something the other thing is too there is just a plethora of hallmark movies and you would be stuck watching the same superhero movies that are bad over and over and over like a big variety of some good ones and some bad ones are better than consistently terrible in my well, mind well
1: and i guess one of the questions is like when we're talking about bad superhero movies are we talking like the amazing spider-man 2 which has a huge budget but is just a bad movie or are we talking like um uh or are we talking like uh black cougar or are we talking, like, all these cheapo, bad, um, you know, uh, what, what, what's it called? Uh, the Incredible Bulk.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, like,
1: really terrible, like, notoriously bad superhero movies. Because I, I, I want nothing to do with those. So, um, yeah. Uh, to your point about Hallmark movies having a sports tie-in, that was always an angle my wife tried with uh, the show One Tree Hill. Because One Tree Hill uh, ostensibly is a basketball show. So good. Like, uh, ok- okie-dokie, I'll just take your word for it.
0: See, no, I'm telling you, because I convinced, when I lived with two guys, I convinced them to watch it with me, and they were, no, 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 no. They loved it. It's honestly good.
1: I, I have a hard time believing that. Every right,
0: guy there? I've heard that has actually watched it has actually enjoyed it. So...
1: Okay. I I trust you. (laughs) I will not verify.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. Let's see. If you could pick one school, it doesn't specify high school or college, to play football at in the last 20 years, which one would you choose?
1: So I'm going to go go with the high school
0: school
1: side. Okay. I'm going to go with the high school side. And, hmm, that's tough. Because here's what I would want I would want it obviously to be successful. Like, I don't want to play for a, a, a team that's a bunch of losers. Um, and I also want to play somewhere cool. Um, I think I would play at Sweetwater. So that I could play in the must in in, in the Mustang Bowl, uh, they went to a title game a few years ago. Uh, they've been good. That's a one school town. Um, yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd that's play at Sweetwater. That will be my I'll be my my off the board pick for that.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say because I feel like a lot of people it would be easy to say like, oh, I'd love to go to Allen during their like big fest with Kyler sure. and stuff. But the other part of me is. I don't want to, like, I wouldn't want to go to a school that big. I'd rather go to one state championship in a school that is yeah. like more small town than a huge school with yeah that much. I mean, you could me also though. say
1: like, I mean, I mean, there's an easy answer. An easy answer would be like Carthage.
0: Carthage is perfect. Um, yep.
1: where you, you get to win a lot. Uh, and it's like one school town. They're super crazy about their team, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. West Orange Stark kind of falls in that category as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, those would be the ones that that immediately spring to mind. Mm-hmm. Shadow oh, do Creek would have been
0: Shadow Creek would have been really fun too. At one yeah, point Shadow Creek's open. interesting
1: because you get to be part of that build and stuff and like that. The build happened that would be like fun.
0: So. Shadow Creek would probably be a, yeah be a good one. Okay, two yeah, more like insects.
1: instant gratification. Yeah, two more.
0: Okay, um, we'll go with which inner city. I'm assuming school has the best chance. Which inner city has the best chances to make a deep run in the playoffs?
1: So, if we're talking individual schools, I mean, obviously you saw Austin LBJ. I'll I'll just say this: I think that Austin LBJ kind of cracked that code of war, and they they set the template for what it's got to be. That we had Houston Lamar make a title game back in 2014, but 14, yeah, that was the last Tyler game, um, but that i think at the 6a and 5a level i think that that is right now too big of a lift i think that's too like that like you 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 have to get away from playing the suburbs and so as a result i think you got to go to the 4a level so austin lbj is one of those teams there in that 4a level that i think has that opportunity um i have long thought that like I would love to see Wilmer Hutchins really kind of put it all yep. together because I think that from a Dallas ISD perspective, they probably have the best shot. Um, yeah, LBJ is definitely the
0: perfect example. Yeah,
1: but because that, that's like that perfect example of like it's 4A, so it's like you get away from a lot of the big suburbs. Um, from a Houston perspective, there's just not a lot of Houston like great like really good Houston area 4A teams um, I'm pretty sure Wheatley's 4A if Wheatley's 4A then I would say Wheatley who had a decent year last year has an opportunity to make a run uh, but those would be the ones that that immediately spring to mind but to me that the key is you've got to get away from 6A and 5A you got to drop down into those smaller classifications yep. last one give me an ender
0: um, so I don't remember the exact wording from this because we got kicked off the stream for a second it wasn't us. It was Zuck. Boo. But um, it was something along the lines of if we were to have a tournament of all of our staff's alma maters from this past year, who would win? In football? Mm-hmm. Not like uh, a tournament, but say let's you go got a playoff it. bracket going.
1: Yeah. So you went to North Texas – they didn't well, have Well, they awesome were taught in high school. Oh, high school? Well mm-hmm. I mean I think I think I know why you asked this question. Well um, see yes but no. <laughs> so so the way that it worked is I went to Shahan and I both went to Cap and Capell didn't have an awesome year. Um Will went to Pleasanton. Pleasanton was a playoff team, right? I would say they were a playoff team. I think um, yeah step went to everman uh e-block they were i think mean, they were a playoff team too mm-hmm. um and then Maynard. ish went to Mainer and um they had a great year 2019 but 2020 not so much the answer is obviously unless like where did where did powers go to high school i don't remember
0: why do I feel like he went to is Oklahoma like... somewhere in Oklahoma, right? Aren't him, Kendall, and Chandra all from the Oklahoma range?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh my point is that the answer obviously is the Lano Yellow Jackets. So um, that's what that I they... said.
0: And then <clears throat> the... well, yeah. Step chimed in and said that we were wrong because uh which he's right that Coppell would be the answer because y'all are a massive 6a school and just the sheer size oh. and depth if you want to say that would lame be we're going realistic. pound for pound
1: although although you know actually you know who has a decent claim is dave campbell because dave campbell went to la vega mm-hmm. and la vega was obviously they lost to argyle in the regional semi-final will say uh, But the, La Vega's always very good, too, so that's, so that's an option So Imagine there. that uh, the yeah. GOAT I mean,
0: would just destroy us all, as it should be.
1: Maybe, maybe. But the answer is probably Lana. I mean, you guys made the semifinals, right?
0: Yeah, see, I thought that was a perfect ender.
1: Before, before, before the Jonathan Brooks show. Hmm. Hmm. That
0: was, uh, I yelled at I, my TV a lot. <laughs>
1: That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. from of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Sam Houston coach, Casey Keeler, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday back in studio on Texas Football Today.